0: Log Talk Radio. Yes, good morning and welcome to the Five Fold Ministry Broadcast. I'm your host, Apostle Margie Mercer. We want you to sit back, relax, and enjoy as we go into the inner courts. And thank you for tuning in to us and enjoying the music of God. God bless you. Amen. Twenty-three. God bless you again as you sit back and enjoy the five-fold ministry broadcast. We are on the air Monday through Fridays from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock p.m. And again on Sunday mornings from 8.30 a.m. to 10. Again, that's Monday through Fridays from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time here in United States. And on Sunday mornings from eight thirty AM until ten o'clock A.M. God bless you. If you would like to write us or just to say hello or you enjoy the broadcast, our email address is F like Five F like 4, M like Ministries W like Worldwide. Dot inc, I-N-C at verizon.net Again, that's F-F-M-W dot I-N-C at verizon.net If you would like to call us for prayer, our phone number is 410-661-4103 Again, that's 410 661 we thank you as always uh, Listening to us And we hope that You have enjoyed our broadcast All through the years This is our disclaimer as well That the music that you hear Belong to the artists They own all rights And we are here to promote those sounds And encourage you To get those CDs Again That the music belongs to the artists Well, through the week, we have various speakers, and also on the weekend, we want to acknowledge them. This week, we will have Minister Michael Gray, who's coming out of Virginia here in the USA. Uh, We also have Reverend uh, Raymond Lucas. Uh, We have Pastor John Jones. We have Reverend Rice and his wife and Apostle Lockamy. We have various speakers who come in, and we will have our Christmas salute as well as our holiday salute for those in the United States. Um, we are celebrating our holidays the end of this month and next month and We want you to enjoy one of our speakers today. His name is Apostle Alexander Lockamy. again, that's Apostle Alexander Lockamy. He's from Irwin. North Carolina, truly, this is a man of God that God has given him a special gift, a wisdom gift who's able to rightly divide the Word of truth and explain to you uh what the scriptures are saying in its simplicity, so it's so good when you have someone that can break it down for you again. We're going to listen to Apostle Lakami today. And don't forget to tune in tomorrow. You will have a special word from Apostle Mercer, because I am Apostle Margie Mercer. And I will be bringing a special word tomorrow to you. So God bless you. Remember now, if you don't have anything nice to say, then don't say it at all. God said we have the power of the tongue that we're able to uh, speak of things. So we want to exalt edify and encourage our brothers. We want to speak love. We want to build them up in the faith of God and not tear them down. God said that before we can judge the moat in our brother's eye, we first got to look at the moat in our own. Again, before you point your finger and judge someone else, you need to look at yourself in the mirror to say, what are my flaws? And ask God to pardon you be godly sorrow and repent no one is perfect but jesus christ however we are the reflection of god we are the light of god that we hold up the word of god and through that people can see us and see the lord that we serve that we are the christians as he is the repair of the breach so that we can have a, a rightful place with the father Again, we ask that all of us as Christians show love one to another, give someone a hug, uh, be complimentary, go out, give them that dinner, and never look down on anyone or think that you are better than someone else. Before you judge someone, you have to judge yourself and say, what am I doing that can or cannot please God? And I just want to uh, acknowledge that God loved all of us. He gave all of us a second chance. And he helped us to repent and to get away from those things that could tear down us, our character, or put us back in darkness. Truly, we have a great God who rescues us, who delivers us, and brings us to all spiritual truth. Isn't it nice to know that you have the Holy Spirit? When you have accepted death, burial, resurrection of Christ and ask that the Holy Spirit come into your life, you become a new creature. Yes, you may slip or fall, but you always have a chance to repent. I thank God that he delivered me out of many things and showed me the errors of my ways so I could repent and change and move forward. So never beat up on yourself. Forgive yourself. Love yourself and love others. God bless you. Let us go in now as we listen to the man of God who is going to bring our word for the day. God bless you. And remember now, love your neighbors as yourself. Amen.
1: cold and that's what's happening now. Folks that used to love the Lord don't love no mother. Folks that used to love you, to love you the more Christian folk to used to be kind and generous, compassionate, affectionate, meek, humble. You know when you meet them everywhere, but you feel good to meet them and now when you meet folk, you kind of sad that you met them. You, you kind of wish you had not met them that day because of their spirit, because they allow their brokenness. To break. Now we're all going through trials. we all going to go through testing. But we have to learn how to not let our brokenness break us. Yes, we all have been broken. We've all been broken. But you got to get over brokenness and stay in the will of God. Walk in the ways of God. I know I encourage you. It is a blessing. It is a blessing to walk in the ways of God. I don't care. You may not seem to see your blessings. You know, we have the audacity the, the to say sometimes I would go through some of the trials. I was talking to a Christian one time and they said to me, he me, well, I don't see uh, where serving the Lord made it any difference in my life. I told him, well, you just wait on a little while longer. Hang on in there. You keep on serving the Lord. The result will come out of the wild. And the Bible says, blessed is the man who walks in the ways of God. That's what David said. Blessed is the man that walks in the way of God. He will not be made ashamed. God will not make you ashamed. It is a blessing to be a Christian. It is a blessing to be born again. It is a blessing to be counted a child of God. That what a writer said, "For us to be adopted into the royal family." God, that is a blessing, isn't what people think is what it is. It's Just a blessing. And people may make you feel like it's not a blessing hanging around these old negative folks. They make you feel like being a Christian ain't nothing. I mean, well, what does it you? What do you gain from it? What have I gotten? Well, they have missed the point of the whole thing because walking in the ways of God. Is the best thing you could ever do to be born again, to be a Christian. I tell you what, I am far better today better a Christian than I would have been a sinner. Yeah, we lose these material things in the world, and then we start counting there as Christianity Christian, Andrew, as something spiritual. Paul said that the world said that gain the godliness. But Paul said uh, gain with contentment. Uh, uh, godliness with contentment must gain. If you just godly and content with what you have, that is must gain. I want to come to this afternoon, and I want to talk from the number one song. And I'm going to take it verse by verse. When I'm trying to explain to the best I know how, and I hope you get a blessing from it. Walking in the righteousness. Uh-huh. Walking in righteousness. The blessing that comes from walking right. Uh-huh. The things that come when you ain't right. See, God want to bless you, but you got to do right to get be blessed. He told Cain in the beginning of the Bible in scripture, he said, "If you do well, I bless you too." Cain was mad at God because God didn't receive his offering. God didn't receive his offering because he didn't bring it in the right way. He didn't bring it in the right fashion. God had told him exactly how he wanted him to bring his offering when he came, concerning the animal as well as concerning the uh, the, the livestock and and uh, the seed. where you have a seed offering or? Well, you were doing crops or corn or wheat or, or barley, God told him how to bring it. So so Abel did just what God did said when Abel brought the first fruit he had, not only did he bring the first fruit, he brought it with a smile, he brought it with a praise, he brought it with gratitude. But no, Cain not only did he bring God the wrong thing, he brought it with the wrong attitude. When it got some some animal that was that probably had a a broke leg or a scar or a blemish. He already told him, do not bring me no broken animal. Don't go bring me no scar, and don't bring me the second or the third. God told him to bring him the third. He come bring in God what he wanted God to have. And that's what we're doing today. We want God to bless us. We want God to bless us. But 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 we won't bring God what he told us to bring. We want to bring God what we want to bring, in, and we want him to just bless us. Did the scripture not say that he withhold no good thing for them that walk upright? If you walk upright, and God ain't blessing you, listen, God ain't wrong. God ain't never wrong. There ain't no way you can tell me that you walking upright and God ain't blessing you. Now, if you need to go back and check your data. You need to go back and check your life. You need to go back and have an inventory somewhere, somewhere along the way. If you walk walking in the ways of God, God is not going to forsake you. God is not going to cast you out. God not going to punish you like a sinner, doing like you unsaved, and here you is walking in his ways. Blessed is the man. Hear what I say. Blessed is the man who walks within the ways of God. He shall not be made of shame. If you walk the right, God going to bless you. He's going to bring you from the bottom to the top. He's going to bring you from being sick to be well. He's going to bring you from nothing to have something. He's going to bring you from a bow down the head to an uplifted head. Do you hear what I say? So you just keep on waiting. If you're living right, if you're crossing your teeth and dotting your eyes, if you're walking according to the Word of God to the best of your ability hang on in there, be ye steadfast, be unmovable, always abiding in the work of the Lord. The Bible says when you've done all you can to stand, stand anyhow. I encourage you, don't you give up. Don't you throw in the tackle, come on, ain't nothing working in my favor. See what it is. You're looking at the natural, and because the natural not falling the way you want it, you're getting discouraged. You can't, you listen, you can't control people, and that's what is around you, around people they got their own self-will. You can't control people. You can't control your husband. You can't control your wife. You can't control your children. You can't control your supervisor. You can't control your friend. You can't control your neighbor. And for that reason, because things ain't working in your way because you thought it ought to be this way, you so this because you try trying to do something that God hasn't even done. You have to learn that when things ain't working in your favor, you got to learn when people ain't acting like you want them to act. you got to take in courage. you got to keep a smile on your face and joy in your heart because the devil can, he'll keep you sad every day. He'll have you focused on the circumstances. He'll have you focused on your surroundings. He'll have you focused on the people on your job, the people in your home, uh, the people at your church and you just got negativity everywhere because you made it negative. Listen, if you make something negative everywhere you go, if you see negativity everywhere you go, you're going to have a negative life, and you can't prosper walking in negativity. You've got to learn to see the positive. That's why I so often that song, that favorite song that I sang at the beginning of the mess, of, of the beginning of the hour, is that I won't complain. Well, when I, when all of my good days outweigh my bad days you got to start adding up your good days. Listen to this, and it never can be wrong. If you add up your good days and don't add up your bad days, your good days are always going to be more than your bad days. You might say, well, I've got bad days. I see it. I know you do, but don't add them up. You see what I'm saying? Don't add them up. If you don't add them up, they won't pile up to be nothing. All you have on your page is a good day. Now start adding up your good days and leave the old days alone. They already badly did. Why do you want to add up something already done happen? The days already bad. You they can't help none. The Bible says you can't change the the length of your hair, the stature of your limb. So why you worrying about something that you have no control? Leave your bad days alone. They done happen. They behind you. They're in the past. And reach for the good days, for there is some good days coming. And you quit speaking, cursing your own self. For the Bible says we're cursed by our own lips. Don't you know if life and death is in the power of your tongue, then you better be careful what you say with your mouth because your tongue will curse you. Your tongue will keep you sick. Your tongue will keep you bound. Your, your tongue will keep confusing in your marriage, confusing in your church, confused on your job, because that mouth you got, you just keep on running it in a negative way and it's sitting in that negative vibe because there's power in your word. huh? You not know which, but you got power with God. And when you open your mouth, the Bible said life and death was in the power of Speak life to every damn situation. Somebody need to speak life. You've been speaking death. You've been speaking defeat. You need, to, you need to change your conversation and start speaking. I know you feel bad. I know you're weak. But if I was to let him be weak say he's strong, start saying you strong. I don't care if you're walking like a turtle. He up not say, I'm strong. I'm going to be all right. God's going to heal me. I'm going to get through this right here. This sickness is not going to take me to my grave. Huh? I'm going to have my help back out of the way. I'm going to have my strip back out of the way. My marriage is going to be all out of the way. My job is going to be all right out of the way. My children are going to call me. They ain't called me in a long time. My children are going to call me out of the way, and they're going to call me. And, yes, they are. Yeah, you have been divided from your children for a long time, and it looks like they ain't going to call. But you need to sit around there. And write on a piece of paper and say, my child is going to call me. If your child had not called you in a long time, you need to do this prophetically. Write on a piece of paper. Put that piece of paper on your paper and say, listen, my child is going to call me. My baby going to call his mama. Yeah, And hey, you, you'll be shocked. You'll be shocked at how God will work a miracle. A lady called me one time many years ago. I remember she told me that her child hadn't spoken to her in 15 years. She said she don't know where he is. She don't she know he's out there on the on the road. He be driving trucks and everything. She said he ain't called her in a long time she called him. He won't respond back. She said, apostle. I was a pastor, they didn't want to apostle. She said, would you pray for my me that my child will call me? And this child he called this woman over fifteen years. She ain't heard nothing from him. He ain't returned no nothing. And when she asked me to pray for her. I prayed for her. And the next night her child called her on the truck that he was on, out there traveling and called his mama. He called her. He called her with tears, and I apologized, and he hadn't spoke to her in such a long time. Don't you know that prayer changed things? thing? Don't you know if you hang on in there? Don't you know if you keep on living right? I'm talking to people who are living right. Yeah, you could you could let the, the, the folks that call you a holy road, you all this and you all that? Yes, you is all this. You are royal priesthood. You are holy people. You are peculiar. Keep on doing what you're doing. Keep on telling the truth. Tell the truth. Whether they like it or not, don't sugarcoat God's word. Don't take nothing away from God's word. Yeah, they might walk with you and not be your friend. Your children might walk out of the house and don't come back. You tell them the truth. Don't you let your children lay around there and shack up in the house because they think they're grown and you should understand that. We're living in a different generation and that's what people do now. They shack. Tell them, yeah, go here but not here in this house. For so me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. You've got to take back control of your house. You've got to know you want God to bless you. So it's walking back in the blessings of the Lord, walking back in the ways of God. See, this is how you get the blessings of God. You walk in the ways of God. Let's look at the number one first song. Got all excited about that and got, and got away from the song. Go with me if you've got it, the number one song. Let's see what the psalmist says. It says here in the number one song, blessed is the man. Who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the way of sin. Oh, did you hear what I say? saying? Blessed is the man or woman or, or teenager or child, if you've been born again and you're a Christian, blessed is a man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. You're not letting wicked people counsel you, come and tell you, you ought to do this, you ought to do that. I wouldn't do that. Uh, hey, I know what your mom said, but, hey, man, we out here partying tonight. This is what you ought to do. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with, with doing a little sin and every now and then God understands we ain't going to be perfect. Do not let wicked people counsel you. Do not let ungodly people counsel you, telling you it's okay to sin, telling you it's okay to do, do, to do wrong. God hates sin. The scripture said God hates sin. It said God hates, A-T-E, hate sin. Now, if God hates sin, how is somebody going to convince you? It is all right to walk in sin. God hates sin, and he, hates the, he, he He loves us, but he hates our deeds, our sinful deeds. And God will destroy sin. And if sin is in you, then you're going to be destroyed if you don't depart from him. So don't walk in the counsel of the wicked and let wicked people counsel you. That means letting somebody encourage you. The Bible says he that breaks the law and teach others to do it, names shall be taken out of the book of life. You need to be careful when you try to teach somebody to do wrong. Not only will you, is you going to get in trouble, but God going to take your name out of the book of life. You ain't going to heaven. You ain't going to walk around no heaven all day. You ain't going to see no heaven. If you do if doing wrong and teaching others to do so, it's one thing for you to do wrong, but then you're going to try and teach somebody else to do the same thing. God said you will take your name out of the book. So be careful when you try to discourage people and know that they're living right, know that they're Christian. You're trying to get them to smoke, get them to drink some liquor, trying to get them to do some drugs. It's okay. God understands. you messing with God. That, that person belongs to God, and you're defouling them. Huh? You're offending them. God said it better than a mule is me to tap out your neck, and you be casting the seat and put your hands on one of the leech one of them. So you need to be careful. So you're to walk it up right. I come here and encourage you. A reward is coming one day. God gonna pay you. Oh, not only in heaven, not only in the eternal life, but God is gonna bless you down here too. For the scripture said, if any man give up anything in this life, he shall receive it a hundredfold. folk. God wanna bless you while you're down here. For the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. And the right you shall inherit the earth. Somebody need to be reaching up, pulling down your inheritance. I don't care. You may be busted and disgusted. You may be so poor you can't even pay attention. But I guarantee you this time next year, if you will walk up right before God, walk up right. One pair of socks, walk up right. One pair of shoes, walk up right. One coat, walk up right. One pair of pants, walk up right. My mama said, wash them out worm. Hey, don't nobody know you ain't got but one pair. Wash them and worm." Amen. You be clean. Watch the mid worm. Be decent. Be clean. Uh uh-huh, Be sanitized. Mm hmm. And and, and and appreciate. Then God will give you another pair. He'll give you another pair of shoes, and another pair of pants, and another skirt, and another jacket, and another coat. As you walk up right before Him, He'll bless you, little by little, more and more. Listen and don't walk with the council. Quit leaking the wicked people, Nor stand in the way of sinners. Now people have got this very messed up. And when they're talking about, well, when you're doing wrong, you, you're standing in the way of sinners and they're keeping somebody else from getting to heaven. That is not what this verse means. This verse means just what it says. Don't you stand in their ways. Don't mean, It don't mean stand in their ways so they can't come to heaven. What it means is don't you walk like they walk. Don't you do like they do. Don't you go there standing in that sin they stand in You stay away from it. But don't sit in the seat of the scoffer, neither stand in the sin that they're, are you understanding me? Don't walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor go and stand in their ways. You know their ways are wrong. You know you ain't got no business out of the club. You've been born again. You've been bought with a pride. You're not your own. You're a child of God. And you know good and well you ain't got no business standing in that club with all that crap when God done saved you. He told you come out from a month. You can't serve the Lord and stay in the club among ungodly people partying all the time he said come out from among them said the Lord and touch not the unclean thing you got to come out you can't sit in there with them that means that, that means sitting in their way that means you end up with them you party with them you go along with what they're doing oh I hope somebody got that and people used you to know, beat people up how about you said you're standing in the way of selling because can't. you can't stand in the way of no sinner you yo, that sinner got this. that sinner standing in his own way. from committing adultery. It'll clean you from committing fornication. It'll clean you from drinking liquor. It'll clean you from smoking dope. It'll clean you from lying. You hear me? It'll clean you from lust. It'll clean you from hypocrisy. But you got to do what it says. Read the scriptures, and it got to do with hypocrisy. Got to do with lust. Got to do with lying. You got to do with covetousness. Read those scriptures, and then whatever they say. What the scriptures said: Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. That's simple. Quit quick to out to something that belongs to somebody else to the point that you want to hurt them to get it. This is sanctification. It's sanctifying yourself. You hear what I'm saying? And you're letting the Word cleanse you. It's watching you. It's making you whole. It's making you clean in the spirit. Listen. Not only are you going to lie yourself in the law of the Lord, which is the Word of God, but, but, but you're going to meditate in it day and night. Wow. We did that the second verse, y'all. God. Excuse me. Who got to run over on the plate right now? We just at the second verse. Hey, Amen. We might need to get some sideboards here, to get heavy here. It hey, said you meditate in God's word. Day and now even when you're even when you're not reading the word, meditate on what you read. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green. power so He leads me beside the side waters. He restores my soul. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, and the righteous shall inherit the earth. Meditate on God's word. I shall look unto the hills, where come in my help. Why? Because all my help comes from the Lord. Our Father who is in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Meditate. Meditate. Meditate on his word. Read what it says. I did take that word and apply it to your life, and it'll cleanse you. It'll set you. Huh? They that wait upon the Lord. See, that you, you're going through something about to give up, about to quit. But go to the 40th Psalm and read what it says. They that wait upon the Lord. Meditate on that. Shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like an eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Meditate on what that said. You're waiting on God. And while you're waiting on God, God going to renew your strength. You're not you not renew listen, you gotta understand, you're not renewing your strength. God is renewing your strength. He it because you wait. Do you not know if you don't wait, God can't renew your strength? Hmm? They said a quitter can never win and a winner will never lose. You cannot have your strength renewed if you don't wait on God. And guess what? If you quit, you're already defeated. If you give up, you're already defeated. If you stop, you already defeated. If you're in the towel, you already defeated. God can't even help you. God can't even help a quitter. God can't help a, 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 a loser. God can't even help a person that give up. How can he help you you don't gave up? He can encourage you not to give up. He will help you if you gave up. But he up to you not to give up. Wow. But meditate on his word day and night. Speak life to every dead situation. Say I'm going to make it because God said I'm going to make it. Say if God be for me, who did can be against me? Keep on encouraging yourself. God is going to break me out of this. I am an overcomer by the word of my testimony. Meditate on it. And then he said when you do this and read God's word and meditate on it, the third verse says, and ye shall be like a tree planted by the streams of water that yields its fruit in the season, and his leaves shall not wither. And all that he does, he a prophet. Oh, where are we coming show at? Somebody to ask somebody, where are you coming short? Now like look at this. This is one number one song. I'm here down here. I'm down here just at it, down here just at the third verse, and, 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 and this thing packed with goodies. It says that if you walk, if you get in the Bible. And meditate on the words of the Bible and stay away from sinful people, letting them counsel you and you and, and, and talking about the people in the choir, talking about the members of the church, and talking about the pastor this, the pastor shouldn't it, the pastor did that. I would have been with anyway. You're around ungodly wicked people. It fills your head with negativity. But God said if you sit out right in that seat and this is not to the counsel, but delight in the word of God and meditate in it. He said you're gonna be like a tree, planted by a river of water. See so when you plant it by a river you can't go dry. Because that river got plenty of water. And a tree planted by the river is bigger than a tree planted out in the field somewhere. Because that tree's sucking up water. And it has plenty of water. And that tree gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Why? It said, listen, it said that the fruits. Not. In other words, there's so much water coming up out from the river that the leaves on the tree can't them, Even in the heat of the day. In the heat of the day, the leaves don't they'll get all withered and dried up. Because there's plenty of water in the leaves. Uh-huh. And say you're gonna yield for fruit. That tree gonna yield fruit because it's planted by the water. It's gonna yield for fruit. and in and in its season. Otherwise, when the season come for apples to come off, or when the season come for oranges to come out, when the season come, whatever season that is, for that tree to produce whatever it got on it, it's gonna produce it. It ain't gonna lose the apples ain't gonna get ripe before they're supposed to, the pearls ain't gonna get ripe before they're supposed to, the lemons ain't gonna get ripe before they're supposed to. The the grapes ain't going to get right before they're supposed to, but called that they planted by the river of water. And in its season, it's going to produce. And it's going to prosper. That tree's going to prosper. Talking about you, he God God is speaking to us like we're a tree. He used an example of a tree, but Paul is talking about us. We're going to be like a tree. He said, we'll be like a tree. He didn't say the tree's going to be like the tree. He said, we will be like a tree, that person that walking in the way of God reading the Bible and meditate. <coughs> excuse me, who is meditate on the Lord shall be like a tree planted by the river. Can you see that tree in that water? Can you see in your mind that tree sitting on the bank? Them leaves so pretty and green, shade, lives on the tree, ain't all rotten and decayed. The tree sitting there so pretty, the birds are in it, the squirrels are in it, because the tree is sitting by the river. Amen? He said, Listen, he said he said and uh, he shall prosper. He said, But the wicked is not so. Now he jumped at his feet. We're talking about the righteous and the wicked. He's talking about the blessings of being righteous and the curses of being wicked. If you're wicked, you already curse. The scripture says you don't know God, judgment already on you. It ain't that God gonna judge you. The scripture said you already that you already condemned. If you're not living right, if you're not holding up the standard of the righteousness, the Bible says Point blank, you already condemned. See, if you die right now, we don't have to no one have to figure out where you're going. You already condemned yourself. If you die down out of the blood of Jesus, if you die down the will of God, if you die not without being born again, you already been judged. The judgment's already been said. The Bible says you already condemned to hell. God right, Because you died in your sin. You died without the blood of Jesus, washing your sin away. Wrong, that's scripturally God. He said, But the wicked shall be like the child. It's like having a handful of flour, and you open your hand, the wind just blow that flour everywhere. You'll never get it back. He said, "The wicked shall be like the wind that the chaff blows away, just blow it away." Amen, just blow it away. They go to the fourth verse. The wicked are not so, but are like the chaff that the wind drives away. Talking about the wicked now, he don't say what the rice like. Blessed rice is going to be sitting by that river. He said, "But the wicked shall be like chaff." So that the wind dies away. Look at the field verse. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. God said He's going to spread a table before the righteous. He didn't say that the wicked could come to it. He said, I'll spread a table before you, the presence of your enemy, and the presence of the wicked. They can see you, they'll see you sit there eating, but they can't come to the table, they can't come to the seat. You hear me? The righteous, that's why he says the wicked and the righteous can't walk in the same place. In God. You're trying to get somebody to walk with you, you know they ain't right. You're trying to carry somebody who you know they ain't right. But you need to carry yourself. They don't come on their own. Every tub got to sit on their own bottom. Every tub. The fifth verse said, the last verse, for the Lord knows the ways of the righteous. But the ways of the wicked will perish. And so the Lord knows the ways of the righteous. Isn't that something? But he said the ways of the wicked, they're going to perish. God knows our ways. He seals every day. Ain't nothing here from God. Nothing at all here from God. He's the God of judgment. He's a God of righteousness. He's a God of truth. And the Bible says that He will bless you if you walk upright. I got some verses that I want to share with you. In the next half hour, they come and apply them to your life. And like I said, it's no good if you don't apply. The Bible says, "Not he that know the way, but he that does the way." So you can know the Bible all different with Genesis Revelations, but if you don't know, do it, it ain't going to do you good, and it ain't going to help nobody else either. So it's not only know it, but do it. Apply it to your life. Listen. It says, 1 Peter 2 and 11 says, Beloved, I urge you as soldier and, in, and exile, to abstain from the passion of the flesh with wages, war against yes your soul, See, so this is what's going on in the world today. Either we walking in the flesh. Do you not know the flesh have passions? The flesh have desires? And if you walk in them passions, they're going to war against your soul. Now there's a war going on you. you got to remember now, one time, the only one person lived inside your house. That was you. But when you become born again, another person moved inside you. That's a new you. you got the old you, the, the Adam you. And you got the new you and the Jesus you. you got the Adamic nature in you, and you got the Jesus nature in you. You see what I'm saying? And the Paul said there's a no war going on inside, when I decided to do good, he was always present. So you got to be careful about that Adamic nature. But if you get weak and start reading your Bible, you start fasting and praying, you start, start going to church and Bible study, then the old you're going to get strong, and the new you're going to get weak. I've always watched in the movie Mummy the money, how that, they went there and, and they took that cross off of that tomb, man, and he got up. And he did so kind of, he did so kind of, oh, he did so much hop when he got up because before they could get him back in there, huh, you have to be careful about the old you, he'll get up. He'll get up if you don't keep the cross on him. If you don't keep the blood on that old you, you hear me? You got to keep the blood. So all, Paul, said that, that I, Paul said that that I would, do listen to this. I, that, that, I, this used to confuse me when I, when I first read that. What In the world, does that mean? What did Paul try to say? Paul tried to say there's two people in your house. One wants to do wrong, and one wants to do right. And the one that is the strongest is the one that's going to win. The one that is strongest, I'm other to, to be subject. He's going to be subject to his authority. Just like parents over the children. The parent is the stronger one in the house, so the children are supposed to be subject to the parent. parents. Children are supposed to be telling the parents what to do. Parent will be telling children what to do. I've been listening to people calling me many years ago about their child. The child do this. The child won't do that. The child in the bed, they won't get up and go to school. And they don't know what to do. Their child ain't number nine years old. Uh, I said, let me tell you what to do then. So I'm going to give you the solution to your problem, and you only have to worry about you calling me no more. You go in that backyard, and there in that backyard, there's a tree back there with some little switches on it. You take and get you about one or two of them. Go back in that bedroom. And you let her know who the boss is. I guarantee you, she'll catch the bus. She'll be standing by the road in the morning when the bus comes. So you can't Lord, let kids provoke you uh, uh, not to walk in the because the law said this. Is the law said. I told the law, you got to come and lock me up because I'm not raise my children. And if I got to chastise them, I'm gonna chastise them. They ain't gonna tell me what to do. I'm the master of the house. I'm the strong one that I'm Not them. I'm walking around there scared of them. Security, cause they are gonna call the law. They gonna call 911. Call 911, and 911 come. I'll send you with 911. Let 911 take you at home and let them raise you. Because I would refuse to raise a rebellious child. Because the law says, you, "Hello, everybody in the house." So remember, the strong one always gonna win. Parents, you gotta be strong in the house. You are the parents of the house. You tell that child, you don't want that child shacking in the house. You tell them there. They wanna get mad and leave. Let them leave. Don't you go give it in to them because you don't want them to leave. But I want my girl to leave. And look, she got to obey your rules there. And if she leaves, then there ain't nothing you can do about it. But don't you turn your house into an ungodly place because you try to satisfy the desire of the of this world who want to walk in the flesh. We walk in the spirit, we don't walk in the flesh. The Bible says that they that walk in the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. They that walk in the spirit do mind the thing of the spirit. We are not flesh walking people. We are spiritual walking people because we want of the blessing of the Lord that makes one rich and added no sorrow. I don't know about you. I want some more of the blessing of the Lord. I'm greedy when it comes out of the blessing of the Lord. I just want him to shower me with abundance. Hard time. Y'all excuse me, I'm getting excited here. I want him to shower me with abundance. Oh, I want to I want to walk in his goodness. I, my song that they got out now, uh, that that the uh, uh that that is sung about uh, the triplet uh, uh, I sing that song so often. The goodness of the Lord, oh my God, is running after me. The goodness of the Lord, the goodness of the Lord is running after me. Amen. God's goodness is running after me. I want it to run after me the more. Oh, you ain't blessed until God's goodness runs after you. What you mean, Apostle? God's goodness running after me. I feel something y'all. Oh my God! I hope I can get through this because I'm getting right excited here. So, for the Word of God says. Goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. If goodness and mercy not follow you, you ain't getting all the benefit that God got for you. God wants goodness and mercy to follow you, follow you when you're sick, follow you when you're well, follow you when you're down, follow you when you're up, follow you when you're poor, follow you when you're rich, follow you when you feel bad, follow you when you feel good. Goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. But you've got to dwell in the house of the Lord. You can't serve God sometimes. You can't be a sometimes Christian serving God sometimes. You've got to serve God all the time. When you get up in the morning till you lay down at night, you know, and I again, I listen to the Foster twins, the, the fa- Foster triplets, and I love when they sing the goodness of the Lord. I just get to cry when they get to say The goodness of the Lord is running after me. I love you, Lord, for your mercy never failed me all my days. I will hear in your hand from the moment that I rose up to I lay down my head. I shall so and I shall talk about the goodness of God. Clap it again? I love you, Lord. For your mercy never fail me all my days. I shall trust in your hand from the moment that I rose up to I laid down my head. I shall sing of the goodness of the Lord. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so. So good, every moment I am able, I shall sing of the goodness of the Lord. Oh, I hope that helped you somebody. I help somebody. God want to bless you. All he wants you to do is walk right. All he wants you to do right. Come on, have an inventory of your life. See what you're doing wrong. This ain't no judgment message this evening. I didn't come to condemn you. Jesus said it came not to condemn, but to bring the righteous to repentance. You're righteous, amen, to bring sinners to repentance. Now, if God came to bring sinners to repentance, how much more should a righteous repent? If sinners got to repent, how much more should the righteous repent? Just know that God loves you. You got to love God. Don't only be talking about God loves you. Do no, you love God? So when you walk upright, you show sure God you love him. This is what the Schultz said. The scripture said he didn't say he loved me and keep not my commandment is a liar. See, you've been lying to God. Did you know you were lying to God? Yes, yeah, you, you've been lying. God said you're lying. You said you love him, but yet you're doing what you want to do. I had the same thing as a wife telling her, a husband telling his wife that he love her, but he got a girlfriend on his side. You think she's going to believe that? No, she's not going to believe that. But he's talking about he loved her. But yet he got a girlfriend on the side. You telling God you love him, but you're hugging on the devil. Don't you think God jealous? the Bible said God is a jealous. Now, I know you didn't say that about, yes, I did. The scripture said that God is a jealous God. You ain't going to love God and the devil too and think everything going to be all right. Did you hear what I say? You're not going to love God and the devil too and think everything going to be all right. God said, Luke 1, hard or cold, be hard or cold. Luke warm, I spit you out of my mouth. God said, I'm a jealous God. That's what he told the children of Israel. He said, I'm a jealous God, and thou shalt have no other God before me. You can't put nothing between you and God and expect God to bless you. God want to bless your south out. He want to blow your mind. He want to fill up your joy. He want to give you an abundance. He want to bring you into a wealthy place. But you've got to do right. Listen to what he said in Romans 12 and 1. I appeal to you, therefore, brother, by the mercy of God, to present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship, your reason for service. What does that mean? It means in the days of old, they bought lambs, and they had to kill the lamb. They had to die in order to be a sacrifice, and they would kill the lamb, the goat, the pigeon, whatever they bought. They would kill it as a sacrifice and burn it on the altar. God said, bring yourself alive. You ain't got to die. You are a living sacrifice. So sacrifice ain't even accepted until the dead. But God said because Jesus done not die for you, I consider you dead. When you come to me, I consider you dead because Jesus died for you. He didn't die for one. He died for everybody. And because Jesus died on the cross, you dead. You dead to sin. You dead to iniquity. You dead to the world. So really, you are dead sacrifice because you dead to the world. He's said, make your body a living sacrifice, holy. Inacceptable boy, Shay. Holy and acceptable. God ain't gonna receive it until you're holy. He said it holy and acceptable. You gotta be whole. you want God to receive you and you won't live holy? Come on, baby. Come on, husband, if you got a girlfriend on the side, send him back home now. Come on, wife, if you got a boyfriend, send him back home now. If you're doing something outside your marriage, if you're breaking your marriage vow, God wants you to straighten that up so he can bless you. He wants to bless you, but you got to clean your life up. You Come on, you got to keep that marriage vow that you made. you got to be faithful to your husband and love him only for better or worse and seek this in hell. Some of you, it ain't got nothing to do with him, you just mean. You're just a mean wife. You're just a mean husband. You're both mean at one another, talking mean to one another. You ain't doing nothing to him your blessings. You're hearing his blessings, He hearing your blessings. Y'all should have been blessed beyond measure. Oh, so many greater things should have happened in your life. You won't leave one another. You won't go ahead and separate. The Bible says two cannot agree, let them separate. Because if you don't separate, you dare not agreeing. you're going to vex one another's spirit. You're going to steal his joy. He's going to steal your joy. You're going to steal his anointing. He's going to steal your anointing. And all y'all doing is vexing one another down there. So God said it's better that you just go ahead and separate until you get that act together. If you get your act together to decide that you want to come back together, didn't do that. Oh, I got excited about that. Galatians five twenty two said about the fruits of the spirit: love and joy and peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. God wants you to allow the fruits of the spirit to manifest themselves. Listen to this. Listen to this. I don't want this tree already have the orange in it before you put the seed in the ground. the orange, an orange seed already had an orange tree in it. That orange seed already had limbs inside. That orange seed already had oranges inside it. I know you don't see it, but it's inside. But the Bible says the seed is in itself. That orange seed has everything it needs on the inside. You ain't got to put nothing in it. All you got to do is put it in the ground. When you put it in the ground seven or eight years from now, that, that seed will show you that it that got limbs in it and a stem in it and a root in it and a tree in it. It will show you that oranges is in it, but it will be six to seven years from now before that be manifested. You will see the tree, you will see the limb, but it will be, be six to seven years before you see the oranges. The Holy Ghost has already the fruits of the Spirit. The fruits of the Spirit that don't come out of the air like they coming from heaven uh, from a ship or an angel brought to you. The fruits of the Spirit is already in the Spirit. Does that make sense? The fruits of the Spirit is already in the Spirit. What you got to do is read your Bible fast and pray and walk right before God so that they can be manifested. This is why God cursed through trials and tests, to manifest the fruits that are already in you. They're already in there. Listen, when that, when that husband man, when a man that works that, that at the apple orchard or he works the peach orchard, he does not do after putting no apples in that tree. He did not go out there and put no oranges on the tree. He don't do nothing to put no oranges on the tree. If he ended the apples on the tree, he didn't put them there. If they ended the oranges, he didn't put them there. All he went there is to prune the tree so nothing would hinder the apples or the oranges from not being 100 folk. becoming 100% at many apples. He can take off the bad limbs and move all that debris out so the sun can shine. So that tree will produce the most peaches, the most oranges, the most grapes, that he can do. That's what his job is. Over there, the seed is in itself. The apples is in the apple. The oranges are in the, the grapes are in the grape. So it is with the Holy Spirit. It's inside you, and you got to fast and pray and read your Bible. For the word, for the word of God is like fertilizer. When you read, you read the word of God, it's like fertilizer. that 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 piece of he go out there and put fertilizer around the bottom of the soda, and different little uh, things that make that will help the tree to grow. That's what he does. It's the only thing he does. And this is what you got to do. you got to let read God's word and apply it to your life so that the fruits on the inside you can grow, so you can get more love, and you can get more joy. You can get more peace. You'll be more patient. You'll be more kind. You'll be more gentle. You'll be more faithful. See, these things ain't going to come overnight. Just like that hour. But listen, just like I, how you think these things going to come overnight and you just got saved a few days ago? These things come down through a process of time. That orange tree didn't produce no orange in the first year. It didn't produce no orange in the sixth or the seventh year. It probably the eighth or the ninth year before orange started growing on that tree. It was a process. So did it with the fruits of the Spirit. When you become born again, it all don't come out right then. God has to send you trials and tests. He allowed things to come in your life. He allowed people to act crazy. He allowed people to hurt your feelings. Uh-huh. He allowed you to be disappointed. He allows you to be talked about and lied on. It. One trial after another. And why these trials are coming? They're fertilizing you. They're making you strong. One time you were weak, but now you're strong. One time you were cussing, but now you don't cuss no more. One time you were mad, but now you will not mad no more. One time you didn't have no joy, but now you got more joy than you can stand yourself. Why? Because God allows you to go through. He allows tests to come in your life. Is that all right? Verse Timothy 4 and 7, have nothing to do with with reverence, silly merit. Rather train yourself for godliness. Have nothing to do with silly people. Have nothing to do with people joking about God and joking about God people, making ugly jokes, making blasphemous jokes about Christian and don't have nothing to do with them. Uh uh-uh, uh, this ain't nothing to play with. so the one thing I did do, when I was out there ride with my friends, yeah, we did some crazy stuff. We those we throw some stop sign down. <laughs> we turned the direction sign the wrong way so the people go the wrong way. Now, you know, that's what teenagers do. When we did. We would have to run around to them. But when they got ready to go into the churchyard, I didn't even know the Lord. I got out of the car. I said, no, baby, I don't play with God. I didn't even know God, but I knew one thing. I know not to play with him. Some of you are playing with God. You think it's a joke. The Bible says it's a terrible thing to fall in the hands of a hanger. You can't play with God. You've got to be right or wrong, baby. It better be right. If you ain't going to do it, don't play with it. God is real. God is real. His judgment will destroy you. His judgment will destroy you. Yes, he's a just and righteous God, but don't play with his judgment. Leave his people alone. Get your mouth off of God people. Quit talking about God people, calling God people all kind of names. If God people do doing wrong, God going to judge his people. He don't need you to do nothing. Who is you? And by the way, how are you going to talk about somebody when you, when you ain't got nothing yourself? Yeah, I mean... How a dry, dry tree going to we'll talk about a green tree? How somebody ain't got nothing going we'll to talk about somebody got something? We're so guilty of, of the running people down when we're in bad shape. Our own self got a beam in our eye talking about somebody who's got a moving of mind. 2 Timothy 3 and 16, all scripture is breaded out by God. A prophet for teaching, for the reproach, for correction, for the training in righteousness, we talk talking about living right now. That's what the scripture is for. The scripture is to help you live right. You don't want to come up with something to live right. You read what the Bible says. That's how you know what to live right. But Grandma said do this, and Grandma said do that. It ain't do Grandma no good. Why are you trying to follow something Grandma said when Grandma still mess up? Grandma got the ready full of beer, wine, and liquor, and got somebody coming in the back door, and you come talking about Grandma said, Honey, you need to get in the Word of God. Do what the Word said and read the scripture because they are profitable. It will prosper you. If you walk right before God, God will prosper you. You hear me? God will bring you to a wealthy place. He will bless you with such blessings that make one rich. I mean, God has blessed me. He has blessed my father. He has been good to me. I have no, listen, I have no fault in God. I have no fault in it. he's been good to me. If I will put on the sand and question about God's goodness, I have no fault in God. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature. All things pass away. The whole, all things have to come in. If you ain't changed it, and you say you've been born again, and you're not changing, you need to check yourself. You need to check something wrong somewhere. You say you've been born again, and you still walking the same way? You still cussing? You still lying? You still going to the club? You still shacking. You still doing the same thing? You might need to go back to altar again. You don't miss something somewhere. Because when you truly been born again, you you don't have nothing to do with it. God does this. See, when you become born again, God does it. Just like I tell you about the tree. Once that seed in the ground, the rest is in God's hand. He works not work the miracle of, of of making that seed that seed turn into a. A orange tree and bring oranges later. God is the one who's gonna manifest. God is the one who's gonna take you from higher height to deeper dead God is the one who's gonna take you from one stage to another. God is the one that's gonna clean you up. You ain't gonna clean yourself up. If you can clean yourself up, you don't need God. God is the one who's gonna sanctify you. God is the one who's gonna to, gonna to, going to get that cursing out of you, get that line out of you. He's gonna purge you with His blood. Talking about His blood. The writer say, purge you with his then you might be white as snow. He's going to purge you with Hisham. His blood going to wash you as you read God's word. That's God's blood. That Jesus shed it, blood for you. He's going to purge you as you read his word. It washes you. Oh, my God. Red blood make you white as snow. Ain't that something? Red blood going to make you white as snow. God is the only one who can do it. And you need to let him do it. Walk right. Make clear your mind today, this afternoon. From this day forth, you're going to walk right before God is the best of your ability. If you can't, ask God to help you. So, Lord, help me, Lord. I ain't been walking right like I should, God. I ain't been crossing my teeth and dotted my eyes. God, I ain't been I ain't been walking in your word fast and praying and, and living holy like I should, God. I still got issues in my life. I still got habits. Ask God. Tell God. And God will get you through it. Huh? God will get you through it. Verse Peter 2 and 2. Like newborn infants, long for pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow in his salvation. You gotta hunger for God. Just like a baby will milk. And that baby keep on crying until that give milk. Like a newborn baby will milk, you gotta God walk God's word. You wanna you wanna you gotta walk the walk in God's ways. You gotta to walk to do God's will. You gotta to walk to keep God's commandment, his ordinance and his statute from Genesis to Revelation. And you got to want to hold up holy and clean your hands. Galatians 5 and 16, but I say walk by the Spirit and you will not bring the desire, the flesh. See, this is what happens. you got to learn. You got to learn how to walk in the Spirit because the more you walk in the Spirit, the desire of the flesh will go away and you won't desire to be lusted. You won't desire to want to do a fleshly thing. Why? Because the more you walk in the Spirit, the more it kills the flesh, the more it makes the flesh subject, the more it makes the flesh get quiet. Flesh won't be talking to you telling you to do that and do that. Why? Because the spirit done blocked the flesh out. The spirit done crucified the flesh, done put the flesh at bay. Ah. John fourteen and six. And Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one come to the Father except through me. It's through Christ Jesus. He's the one so many religions out there but only through christ jesus can we find a have a hiding place only in christ jesus do we have a hiding place you hear me only in christ jesus only in, we won't get into all the religions but i'm going to tell you jesus said we come up any other way we're like a thief and a robber jesus is the way the truth and the life he the door to the seacoast Hebrew 13 and 5 says keep your life free from the love of money about content with what you have. But he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Don't lust after money. Be content with what you have. God said, I'll take care of you. I won't forsake you. I'll meet your needs. You ain't got to steal nothing from nobody. You ain't got to rob nobody. You ain't got to work all your days, three or four jobs, and still ain't making it. You won't pay your time with neither one of the jobs, but yet you want God to bless. It look like you're worse off now, you're tired, you're run down, having anxiety because you're working three or four jobs and still ain't meeting need. Wouldn't that tell you something? God can take one job and meet all your needs and have money left over. Here you were with full jobs and still can't make it, because you're trying to do it your way. You're trying to do it your way. Psalm one nineteen and one oh five I let this be my last verse. Your word is the last of my feet and a life in my past. We thank God this afternoon. of talking about righteousness. Yes, I encourage you. If you ain't right, to get right. If you are right and you got some ism and schism going on in your life, get rid of that ism and schism because God withhold no good thing. He said no good thing. What is a good thing? Whatever you need, whatever you want. Do be right with God. Be honest with yourself. Clean up your life. Lay not every weight in the sins or either of a section. Get the people out of your life. Get the friends out of your life. Get, get the crowd out of your life that is calling you to come short of God's You know you don't mess up until you get around them. You'll be doing good you get around that crowd. You'll be getting good around good at them, them folks out there in the world. They know you've been born again. They know you're saved. It ain't so much that they're trying to make your backslide. They just want you to come on back out there and be with them. And when they're doing so, they just, they're stealing your joy, they're stealing your strength, and you're displeasing the Lord. And God don't want you displeasing him. God wants you to get your act together and walk upright so he can bless you. There are blessings that have been held up now because you won't get your act together. God's not going to bless you. Listen, listen, listen. God's not going to bless you in your mess. You hear know what I'm saying? He's not going to bless you. You've got to come out of your mess if you want the Lord to bless you. Uh, and he wants to do that. So we're going to thank God. Present Father. And loving God, we just thank you and praise you that you have given us your spirit. And in your spirit, we can live right. We don't have to allow the flesh to, to, to rule us. We call greater of he that is in us and he that is in the world. The Bible says because your spirit is in us, we don't desire to sin no more. We don't desire to lust no more. We don't desire to do wrong no more. And we just praise you. We just lift you up. And we just magnify your name. Why? Because your words to be praised from the rise of the sun to the going down of the same. Be with us now, God, and the glory shall be yours, the honor and the praise. Get us up where we weak, God. Build us up where we may be torn down. Help us to get in your word and stay in your word. Eat your word, and then apply your word to our lives, O oh God. Every one understand of my word that heard this message, that this message may may be concerned. You be with them, O oh God. Help them to cross their teeth and dot their eyes. Help them to lay down every weight your sins of a setup. Help them to hold up holy and clean hands. Help them to do of your will of your good pleasure, God. In the name of you to get back in the right path and then pray and seek your faith, that you might put your love back in them that you might be their God and allow them to be your child. We thank you. We praise you. Continue to bless the apostle. Continue to take her to higher heights and deeper death, God. Continue to anoint her friend as she obey your God. As you do your will, love your good. and you allow this radio ministry to keep on, God, give her the strength. Give her the strength to hear your voice. Not satisfy man, but satisfy you. That you might get the glory out of her for doing so. In Jesus' name, we pray and thank you. Amen.
0: Amen and amen. Truly, that was an awesome sermon. That is Apostle Alexander Lockamy. A man of God that comes on our show on Thursday, you can hear him from 7 o'clock p.m. to 8 o'clock p.m. Again, that's Thursday nights from 7 o'clock p.m. to 8 o'clock p.m. And truly our God is excellent. And we just love hearing the word of God from Apostle Alexander Lockamy. You are listening to the Fireful Ministry broadcast, and God bless you. Amen. <laughs> Life choir, God bless you you're listening to the fivefold ministry broadcast and we would like you to sit back relax as we go into the inner courts and behind the veil God bless you again amen
2: okay. and
0: a beautiful song Alpha and Omega by Israel Horton and New Bree. God bless you and we thank you so much for tuning in to the Five Ministry broadcast. You can hear us Monday through Fridays from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock p.m. And again, you can hear us on Sunday mornings from 8.30 till 10 o'clock. Truly, we enjoy the Word of God that came from Apostle Alexander Lackamy, and we would encourage you to listen to him on Thursday from 7 o'clock to 8. Again, that's Thursday from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock p.m. It is so nice to just hear a man of God that truly understands what God is saying behind the veil. So have a beautiful day in the Lord. Give someone a hug. Um, speak kind and just show them, as Apostle me said, that show them the light of God that's inside of you because we are God's ambassadors. Yes, we are. And be grateful and enjoy each day, as he said, even the small things. Wake it up in the morning, regardless what it looked like, what it seemed like. you got to be able to say hallelujah anyhow. Amen.
2: You ever been wondering about the deliverance?
1: Look like it's so long coming. But I want you to know you got
2: to find your comfort zone. And when you're... You, where he can leave you. He doesn't belong beside the side of you, where he can whisper in the air. Neither does he belong behind you. He belongs under your feet. Reach over and touch somebody and tell them he belongs
0: Play, Evan said that we have to say hallelujah anyhow regardless what we go through what it seemed like we have to stay encouraged and we got to know that the lord is blessing us anyhow amen amen <laughs> Songwriter says, The Lord is blessing me right now. That was Bishop Larry Trotter and sweet glory spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. You're listening to the Fivefold Ministry broadcast. And we hope that you are enjoying your days. You know why? Because each and every day is a day to praise God. As you put on those traveling shoes, it is a day to just enjoy being in the land of the living and putting a smile on your face. God bless you, and be blessed. Amen.
2: Yes you Yes you will. Yes you will. Yes you yes, will. The doctor, 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 he- Ir- doctor, he- he- doctor, 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 doctor,
0: Yes, that was the Kaiser Singer. Put on your traveling shoes. God bless you. And remember, if you don't have anything kind to say out your mouth, then don't say nothing. God bless you. And please listen to us, the Fivefold Ministry broadcast. Be blessed. Amen.